to the Absolute Guard podcast. Uh, you're listening to an Absolute Extra, a new show format where we do smaller contained episodes uh, in one-on-one fashion with uh, a special guest. Today's special guest is going to be King Hippo, aka Tanner. We're going to be talking about Street Fighter Six. Oh What's man, up, the, the guest so nice they had me on thrice. Although at this point, you got to be sick of me a little bit, but I'll do my best <laughs> to make it entertaining, John. Appreciate Cheers. being back on again. Cheers. Um, so, you know, uh, originally we were just going to talk shop about Street Fighter Six, but then in the past couple days, uh, the uh, character trailer for Zangief, uh, Lily, and Cammy dropped. And so we thought we would talk through each of those three characters and uh, get general impressions um, and reactions, basically, of, uh, of, the show, uh, of the different characters in the trailers themselves. Especially now, this is our launch here. roster. I believe these were the final three characters that make up the the launch roster as we will get them. So yeah. nice to know that we're kind of all set. I think it's 18. Yep. Yep. 18 total characters. Um, there's three DLC or f- is it four DLC characters that have been leaked as well. But uh, mm-hmm. this is the launch roster. Yeah. I wonder yep. if they'll even announce the DLC characters before launch. Is that still guarantee- considered a faux pas? No, not anymore. I mean, a pre-launch DLC. I mean, uh, NRS does it all the time. Like, if you watch an NRS trailer for, like, MK11, Shao mm-hmm. Kahn was at the end of every trailer. It was, like, Shao Kahn Day 1 DLC, if you, you know. My guess is maybe one character will be that, uh, but we'll see who it might be. But, yeah, I think 18 is a solid um, starting point. I think that's about how many, like, Street Fighter Four had, maybe a little bit more. The, the console version, not the arcade one. The arcade one had shorter. But, yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. a decent starting point. Uh, you know, because obviously this roster is going to grow. I imagine it'll be like Street Fighter Five, where eventually we're going to have like seventy characters, and it'll just be just this huge sprawling mess. But for now, yeah. very nice. Yeah, I uh, in general the idea of like the how the the characters because uh, whenever you add characters to the game, it changes it slightly. Like it's like kind of like a like a nice dish that you're preparing while cooking, right? And in general, I've noticed throughout the life cycle of previous games uh, in previous generations, rather. Um, like the developers kind of figured out the meta as they were uh as the seasons went on in the game and over time their their balance changes or the new characters they added ended up having tools that they thought they wanted to balance around um an example in street fighter 5 is that you know at the start of it a lot of the launch characters had throw loops but over time they ended up nerfing those throw loops and then any new characters that they added to the game they knew not to add a throw loop to those characters yeah absolutely (laughs) <laughs> oh, pardon me. Bless you. Um, like uh, Invincible Uppercuts was another one of season one sort of mm-hmm. um, jab anti-airs, I think, also. Like, no one really had a jab that, like, hit up, right? you know, after that first season. So, yeah, they definitely learned from time to time. And I think most people seem to agree, you know, Street Fighter V sort of started to peak around, like, season three. So when you got, like, Akuma, Sakura, mm-hmm. Cody, Zek- yep. well, I think Zeku was maybe late season two. But they were starting yeah. to get more... Uh, interesting characters as it went on and then of course we would get you know characters like Oro who are super cool yep. very very late but it was well put I think they really I think you do learn a lot about the game as you go on and then you can kind of and then things will change too like mechanics so you get like V shift came in late Yep. Um, v skill 1 and 2 v skill 2 and V trigger 2 obviously were huge game changers and I think it's just a little bit of fun. You know, if these games are going to be live service games, um, anytime a new character drops, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's trying to play it. You go online, everyone's playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good, fun time. So I hope that, you know, even on release, um, kind of the one thing I liked about this uh, Street Fighter Six, and this is, I guess, uh, maybe a little knock on wood here, that uh, they're not going to do another beta. Because I think when Street Fighter Five did a beta, we had, I think, every character but Fong right had been in the beta at that point so there wasn't really wasn't much surprise to be left by the time the actual game came out but now we're gonna have you know 10 or so characters to dig into which i think is really cool yeah and dig into them we will because uh they all seem to represent a variety of different styles um just moving in to talk about gi first you know every we've been talking a lot about you know all the different characters in the current beta, you know, the, or the, the, the current build of the beta, which was December of 2022 and there are no grappler representation. And so, we, you know, we have, we, all of our, our balance guesses have been kind of based around, you know, I don't know how command grabs are going to be done. And this is the first instance of a character that um, is dedicated. Well, I guess Manon is a grappler too, but Zangief yeah. is like the quintessential grappler. The right? grappler. Yes. Yeah. 
So we can kind of base a lot of like general balance decision ideas around his his move set and like uh, or like like general like I, uh, theories about it around his move set because they are the kind of thing we all think of when we think of a command grab. An SPD is what we think of with a command grab. A hundred percent, yeah, three sixty. Um, I'm sure Man- Manon has those. Uh, sure. We just, you know, it's but it's you know Zangief the big. It's they got to be like a big hefty dude. That's usually what we think of when we think of grapplers. So yeah, it's good to see Zangief. Uh, finally here sure. to kind of show off what he can do. One of the first things I noticed in the, just in the trailer footage here is that they have, he has a kind of a stomping move um, and, a, yeah. and, and a chop move. And like, they look like target combos and I've never, that's what I, that's exactly yeah. what I uh, would have said. Target combos. Um, and what do you think about that? I have never seen uh geef with a target combo before. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, I, that doesn't seem like a standard thing. <laughs> Not that I can remember. He's uh, right. usually pretty bare bones as far as like his normal attacks. Like he doesn't even have like command normals and stuff like that. You know, that yeah. goes back. I mean, in ST, he had that hot move and I think that's about it. Um, maybe sometimes his sweep has had an extra, like a little oomph if you do down forward. But other than that, yeah, he's been pretty vanilla as far as that stuff goes. And all of his sauce is kind of in his, in his grabs. But here, you know, we see him doing uh, what looks like a, you know, a standing medium, maybe a standing heavy attack, target combo and a low hitting stomp move yeah uh, that stomps on honda's toes here like uh w- one thing i've I, I found interesting about like at the beginning of a game's life cycle there's always a subset of players that play zangief and like that that subset of players of beginner players specifically beginner players like they some of them will go will gravitate towards a shoto uh, others will gravitate towards whatever they think is cool. Some will like pick the the girl flavor of the month or whatever. But then specifically for Zangief, um, there's just a, like a, a set of players that they usually don't put a lot of pride in their execution, and they usually just say, "I want to, you know, I want to do the lariat with three punches, and I want to spin the circle of the of the arcade stick." Mm-hmm. Um, and Churning so, butter—that's where we got that yeah, term. It's yep, like a, churning the butter. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of used as a derogatory, like, uh, oh, that's what you say when someone's just mashing uh, a pile driver as fast as possible. But that's that's the thing, though, is they they want to mash, right? Uh, and so, like, the idea of giving them a target combo allows the geef to mash with their right hand instead of their left hand, you know? <laughs> that's true, yeah. Um, and I think that makes sense for the character, too. Like, he's just slamming on buttons as hard as he can, right? You know, he's doing his big chops, he's doing his stomps. I think that fits, and um, I think if we're... if we can move it into like a, maybe a gameplay, maybe it's perspective on how that is. Uh, you know, yeah. the thing about Zangief, um, if you're going back to street fighter four, where he was initially an incredibly strong character and then he got dialed back pretty significantly as the game went on, but he's always pretty solid. One of the things that really helped him was that that was the first game in a long time where he really had like, um, like hit confirms he could do from his really long range jabs. Yeah. He had the long stand short and then he would go into the green hand and in the original, that was a knockdown and it was a crazy good knockdown. And then they turned it into like a standing, you know, advantage one. And that wasn't as good, but it was still like the idea was like he would walk forward and hit standing medium punch a lot, which was a solid, solid poke. Right. It didn't lead to much, but it was solid. And then he would, if he got in close, he'd start doing the jab chains into the EX green hand. And then you had to guess a lot. So now it's like in Street Fighter V, he didn't have that. Um, he still had decent jabs. I mean, he could confirm if he was close enough, but really right. he didn't have something he could get a knockdown from from range and now you have this medium put what i'm gonna assume is this medium punch into a target combo which i think is really interesting because traditionally that's been his go-to uh neutral move right yeah like in five the closest you could get to a knockdown is like low jab stand short into lariat or something but as you said it was spacing specific right yeah like um, this close yeah yeah you got to be extra close and it's basically got to be off of a setup um and so i i like based on this knockdown here, he doesn't look like he has that same. Like it's not like green hand either, where it, it'll it'll leave him close to the character afterwards to really threaten that mix up. It looks like it's going to be more of a like just poke and then go back to neutral kind of deal. Which, as a grappler, that's not always your number one goal. Like you usually want to have some kind of oki or momentum afterwards. And I I would say that's pretty common for most target combos in six that I've noticed and in five is that. The target, the easier the target combo is, the less advantage you get, unless your name is Luke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just gets everything. You know, he gets that. Yeah, jab he gets okay after his yeah. jab. <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, he's got everything else. You know, why yeah. not give him that? Uh, which I think is good. And you know, I think Zangief, um, he's got the Borch Dynamite back, which was his air command grab. 
Right. Now, you know more about five than I do. Could he do the air headbutt into the Borscht Dynamite in five? He could, but it really wasn't. There wasn't a use for that um, yeah, because your goal. Cool, I imagine. Yeah, your goal was to um, anti-air them with it. So basically, you're doing you're jumping after they've jumped, and so going for a headbutt right there is not a good idea because you get a neutral jump to do it. Um, so just the angles and the arcs and stuff doesn't make that a very practical combo. Most geese would just go uh, ex uh, ex air grab instead. I, uh, um, I like the this drop kick he's got here. It's pretty interesting too. So in the corner, oh, he's, right, got, right, right. he's got Honda, and he drop kicks him, and what looks like maybe a punish counter. And it right. bounces Honda into the wall, and he gets a little combo after that. Yeah. So that's a special state in six where, like, I think Jamie has it right now, too, where if you... Um, EX Palm, it's like a, I think, right? Yeah, EX Palm. And I think Ryu has it as well, where you get hit by his SA2. Yeah, yeah. They, you get basically put in a roll state. And I, I guess the way that that roll state works is that if you collide with the corner at any point, you get a wall splat. Um, and I was checking on Twitter, uh, prior to this show and I found that, uh, somebody actually posted proof that on that wall splat on the crumple there, uh, even though Geef will, he does his combo, he does a headbutt in the lariat there, uh, that state is also grabbable. Like they're considered a ground grounded. It's a considered a grounded state. So you can actually land a command grab afterwards. Pile driver. Right. Right. And so, um, I think. It was it was demonstrated by Hatson with Jamie in particular because Jamie has that that roll state command as we grab. mentioned and then he just did the Jamie command grab, so Geef likely will be able to do the same thing just based on the distance here. Uh, maybe not actually. It might it might depend on the range of the SPD. That that was a pretty far. That was a pretty yeah. I was gonna looking... say uh, headbutt lariat. I think he could. I don't know if he could special cancel the headbutt, but I knew like he would do headbutt maybe stand short lariat. But you had to be fairly close. Yeah, it work. He's kind of far out on this one, and it still works. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe he could walk a little bit closer and then just get a command grab afterwards. Maybe get that that big heavy one. Um, mm-hmm. like it in five at least. Traditionally, the the SPDs were varying in uh, advantage afterwards. So the the faster it was and the white the the greater range it was, the less Oki you would get afterwards. Right. So low um, punch, you you get like high high range, but. Nothing much okay. And then right. I think EX was the one where I think you spun when you got to the ground. So he got a dash up. Yep. EX, yeah. you got the best of both worlds, but it came at a cost, right? Yes. Um, yes. And so I imagine, I don't know, it might be a, it might be a mistake to assume that that same pattern would apply here. But maybe it's like, hey, if you burn OD, you get you get okay afterwards. Or if you get a heavy grab, you get okay afterwards. In which case, this stun state guarantees a heavy grab into okay, which makes mm-hmm. this even more powerful. Um the other side of it is that it looks like it's kind of a um, a hop kick, right? See how it's, he's yeah. kind of in the air? He's, um, he's in the air with a drop kick, yeah. Right, and so that might be a low forward crush, right? Um, if they're walking around poking. And then everyone likes low forwards because of the lack of proximity guarding in this game. Um, so everyone's walking around already. And then low forward, uh, yeah, if they're just throwing low forward out, maybe buffering dry rush or something, you throw this thing out, you get a crumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm already scared of that. I mean, you yeah. know, also, it might be that that move is there to counter. Because my guess is his, if his stand medium punches his go-to poke, you know, you want to hit him low to get around that. Oh, yeah. Probably doesn't going to beat that. So they maybe maybe they thought that we had to give a move to counter people walking forward, maybe trying to sweep him, trying yeah. to, to crouch medium kick him. And maybe, yeah, like, maybe it's punishable on block or something, but it's like this kind of high risk, high reward movie can throw out if he, if he makes the read, which I think is super cool. Yeah. I, um, the other, the other thing I'm thinking about is like, what happens if he lands this mid screen? So say we, we're, we, he uses it the way that we're, we're thinking about it where it's like a, po- a poking tool, right? Or it's a, or it's an anti poking tool. If anything that usually happens yeah. at mid screen. So what, you know, if, if it lands and you get the punish counter and they go flying, you know, does Geef get anything afterwards? I wonder how much advantage he'll have. Will he be able to dash in and get that corner? He probably won't get Oki. Um, no, or any but kind of maybe pickup. a dash into Drive Rush. Oh, Drive Rush. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that changes a lot of things. Damn right. Okay, so maybe like this, uh, the roundhouse into Crumple, while they're rolling, uh, Drive Rush in, and then you get like Stand Short into Lariat or something. Because the stand short will pop them up, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you That's get momentum good on the uh, the drive rush there. So he, he's probably – my guess is drive rush into headbutt will cover a huge amount of the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's a wave-dashed headbutt. <laughs> yeah, wave-dashing headbutt. Oh, man. But so by and large, like the cool thing that, that I think that we like about this character is that his game plan doesn't look fundamentally different than no, not at the all. usual, the usual grappler style. But it just looks like they gave him a lot of the stuff that was good and forward as far as like the poking neutral game. And then they've kind of stacked that with like the uh, it looks like the, the the command grabs are distributed the same way as in five, like Oki and afterwards and whatnot. That's still going to be a guess, but um, you know, like coupling that with the Street Fighter Six mechanics of drive rush and whatnot <coughs> too. Um, I think that's just going to make for a really complete, more complete character than either of the other two iterations. <laughs> I think so too, and also I I think and I read in the Sony blog that I believe it's his level two super is his V trigger one. So oh yeah, it's the that, the circling thing, right? vortex that he does. He does it on Honda, so we don't see it against a projectile, but they've specifically made note in that blog that it was yeah. just like it was in Street Fighter V. It is an anti-projectile move. And as you can see here, he does the jackhammer, Bill Goldberg somewhere smiling. And we don't know the Oki gets off of that, but hey, if he's got an anti-fireball tool at all, that is big for Zangief because in five, that definitely that changed the game when he got that out there. Yeah, He had to be at least a little more careful. So it's like, well, now he's got a solid anti-fireball move that he could bust out. Um, Cause you know, he's my guess is he's not going to have a variant of his V skill one, which was pretty handy in street oh. fighter five. Well, so that's the cool thing is that everybody's got one now, right? Yes. They have Perry. Yeah. Exactly. Or Perry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which, so the other, I guess the other thing I'm thinking about here is like, what, what is his critical art in your mind here? Um, do you think it's a strike or a grab? That looks like a grab to me. Okay. Yeah, so the initial think... yeah, that initial part looks like a really fast grab. So we think maybe implemented similar to 4 and 5, which is like it's just a it's probably a zero frame grab if one or if, two frames maybe. Yeah. Or like you basically if you see the flash you can't jump afterwards. Uh, yes. Like you've already yes. you're you've already eaten it at this point, in which case he's walking around you and doing his doing his dance no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that, and I think, just to point out to Zangief visually, too, um, you know, one of the things people were worried about when Street Fighter Five, you know, was announced and it has the RE engine, so it's very realistic looking. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were maybe concerned that there wasn't going to be a definitive looking art style to it. But as you can see with Zangief here, they've got his ridiculous facial gestures, his muscles being stupid, the smoke, blowing the smoke out. Yeah. Very cartoony, even though it is... I mean, his muscles are incredibly realistically detailed, especially when he flexes. Like, he's kind of thick until he flexes and you can see how much muscle he's got. Yep. Uh, but he still looks ridiculous. Like, he doesn't look like, oh, that's a realistic, that's what a real strong man would look like. No, he looks like a cartoon character, as he always has. And so that, to me, is a sign. And Blanca was the same way, too, where it's like, oh, even with this realistic style, you can get, you know, as long as the art design carries through, you can get a goofy-looking character. Right, right. I think... um Street Fighter Five and uh, Four to some extent, because they had that anime kind of aesthetic to it, like they could get away with making it look goofy and and still like fitting the art style. But because of the semi of the semi realistic engine here, that we were all like, you know, like how does he how how do you still maintain the character? Like I, I was worried that he was going to look like um, you know you know in CVS two where they have the alternate art between the different like the KOF oh, style the like the Shin the SNK guy the SNK Zangief yeah and it just looks like. It just looks like a like, dude with yeah, like a normal dude you'd see at a Comic Con, like a like a yeah. cosplayer. <laughs> he looks like yeah, the guy from Watchmen that was like the, the hooded justice, like just a normal kind. Of, oh, he's kind of big. Like yeah, all right. Yeah, he just happens to have a beard and a mohawk or whatever right. that hairstyle looks like. <laughs> but no, oh, they man. got it. I think they they kind of nailed it here. You know, they didn't really go. I don't think his design is too like he's now he's wearing pants. I think yep. that's like the, major, the biggest difference. Like he that's got pretty pants much now. it. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, you don't want to mess with the classics. I've always thought Zangief looked cool. And um, he just has so much more professional wrestling flair to him now, which I yes. always thought was somewhat lacking. Um, you know, he has the big moves and clearly he's a very silly character, but also like they've wanted to make him kind of serious a little bit. But now I think they're just leaning all in on the fact that, yes, he is like a silly pro wrestler. And I mean, even with his especially with his critical art, like you can see he, the lights dim down. 
he does the big kick to the gut. Like it's it's good stuff. I mean, the animation really on him just looks really really great. And, he he looks uh, like a tank, doesn't he? Like he's yes, like he, he moves, sure looks like he moves slow, and that's not a bad thing. It looks like every move has just power behind it. Whenever I think of Zangief, I think of in Street Fighter Four when Snake Eyes would always pick the Mecha Zangief, and you could hear him moving. Yeah, they added those extra sound would, effects, right? You yeah. the sound effects of every time he's shuffling <laughs> around. That's what I think of Zangief as, and he should move that same way. So, yep. I'm glad he's back. You know, it's 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 hard to get too excited for any like the Street Fighter Two characters now. Um, they've just been around for 30 years at this point. Like, what more could we do? But Street Fighter Six has shown that for once. They're willing to, you know, eh, we'll change the formula a little bit. We'll add some more detail. Yeah. And I love these little introductions, which I think must be taking place in the world tour mode. Where Probably, it shows like yeah. their, their name and you've got their nameplate that's unique. I think that looks so cool. And uh, I think it adds a lot of character to a series that I think uh, has always kind of waffled on that point. They, they make cool looking characters, but a lot of times the stories and stuff of them, and, and it's just incoherent. Sure. So I think making just a character where it's like you get everything you need to in that little, you know, 10 second snippet is really cool. Glad to have Zangief back. I think he is the final world warrior that was sh- that was be shown. And yeah, that's uh, I think that's all I got to say about Geef. OK, I have one last question about Zangief for you. Okay. Uh, the green the great green hand debate. <laughs> the vanishing flat, please. The vanishing flat. <laughs> yeah, is we it's not in the trailer uh it wasn't in five and uh what do you think about that do you think he should have green hand um i so here my thing about zangief is that i think he should have at least one anti-fireball move i don't really care what it is but i think especially as you see in five where he really only had like his v skill to get through it like yeah and he could just get hammered like i imagine him versus ed has got to be like unbearable Right, because he's got a good fireball. He's dancing around with normals. Like, how? I didn't even know how you get in on that guy. And it's like for the first time you saw Zengi really, really struggle. Like he hasn't in a long time because he didn't have even not just green hand, but any move that really got him through fireballs other than his V trigger one, which was good, but it was limited. You know, you can only use it what maybe like really once, honestly, like for like a big damage thing. Yeah. Um, so as, as long as he's got that that super level two that we see here, I think that's fine. I If he has green hand, I'm not going to be annoyed by it. I think in general, they seem to be really like clamping down on anti-fireball moves. Right. Um, and if they are in there, they're super read heavy. So they're either a super or yep. it's like Jamie where he's got the break dance, but it's like super slow. So you kind of really have to make a read and use it. But if it's there, I'm good. But I think he's got to have at least one move that he can use a few times to get through firewalls. He's got to get some good reward for it. Cause otherwise he's going to get pelted. Okay. Yeah. Like it's hard because in this game, there's that there's two universal answers to fireballs in the, in the parry system and the, the drive impact system to varying degrees of success. Drive impact is the same deal. You have to guess. You can't really just do it on reaction and expect to not get punished. And if you're wrong, you get punished hard, hard. Um, but with, green hand like it's always been i don't know it, it, like I, i've noticed that in four like that was literally like the number one move for that character like mm-hmm. it, it defines the character in a lot of ways and it turns him into a pressure character sometimes it turns him into like a setup based character and i i agreed with how they did it in five where they were like well let's just move it to the v trigger or the v skill and um i was kind of hoping that they would like they, I, I don't think they should. He should have it in six because of drive impact and parry being there, as well as potentially the SA two. But I was kind of hoping that they would put it in as his drive impact, if that makes sense. Like the animation, yeah, that would be the, the animation hand, right? of it. Yeah, because it is. It's a cool animation, even though it doesn't make any sense. It's like it's just kind of a cool thing that he does, where his hand becomes green and he absorbs the. I think he's meant to absorb the fireball, is how it's yeah. supposed to be. And everyone would just use the EX one where he goes through fireballs regardless. But you're right. In 4, it was the defining part of his character because he could hit confirm into it. He could get the knockdown. Like even his really movement, helped. like they, he didn't really like walk around as much for a lot of people because they're, they're they're using the green hand to get around in a lot of ways, right? Like Yeah, they would a green hand after a, a fireball or after a pile driver was really yeah, common too. Right? That's the setup, right? But yeah. on the video here, I've just got it. And he's got – it's just like a double chop or something, which not as – 
I don't know. I'm disappointed in that, but also that that's a huge nitpick. <laughs> I'm yeah, perfectly I, fine. Geef is still awesome. That should be like a huge lariat or something, you know, befitting a wrestler. But hey, I'll take a chop. I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that that's that was Geef. Why don't we move on to the next next character uh here, which is uh Lily. Uh, Talum from Soul Calibur has come away. Oh, is that your first thought too? I was like, I, the moment you started talking about the wind, I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's the hair. It's the wind. It's the, the age. The poncho. The age of the, the character. hundred <laughs> percent. It's. It reminds me exactly of Talum, which is not like a knock against her. I think this character is very well animated too. It's just funny how that all kind of works out. Yeah. Well, before we get too deep into gameplay, this might be kind of a hot take, but like. T-Hawk was never coming back. Uh, no, no. He was too big of a racial stereotype, in my opinion. And what yeah, I find... He, it's rough. Yeah, you'd have to redesign him. Right. If anything, and then if you right. redesign him too much, then everyone's like, you know, this isn't the spirit of the character. Like, you, you have, like, a really hard... costume, yeah. Right. Or, or yeah, the nostalgic costume. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know... Do you remember in, in Killer Instinct, so they had Thunder... Right, Chief Thunder. Yeah. Who in the first game is is a pretty you know diminutive walking stereotype. Right. And then they redesigned him in Ki uh, three uh, for Xbox One to be really sort of like now he's representing an actual tribe and they did a lot of research study into him. And then he had a retro costume and they just changed it because they were like, yeah, I'm not, we're not walking into this one, guys. Nice try. <laughs> I assume so, that's what they do with T Hawk as well. Well, it seems like they found a way to have their cake and eat it too because they're like what if we just turn t-hawk into a waifu <laughs> yeah you you said earlier that there's uh there's a type of character for everybody and grapplers <laughs> are one of them waifu <laughs> characters are absolutely one of those too so you got to have them and this is kind of i would say for street fighter this is kind of a first i mean usually the character you know it's like a, a karin or a sakura where they're like you know a high schooler and they're kind of they're young but they're not like super super cutesy this right. is like the first that's like super cutesy kind of like a waifu character, which I think is kind of interesting. Yep. Yep. That And again, Talim, I think, was kind of hits the nail on the head. Like mm -hmm. even at first glance, like I once I once I got past Talim, I'm like, wait, she kind of looks like a Sam show character because then like that, that's another good one. Yeah. Especially with the weapons. Yeah. Right. So to in order to make like your waifu realistically solve the other problem of representing T-Hawk style, you got to have longer limbs. But you can't do that if you've got the if you've got the diminutive waifu stereotypes. So they're just like, give her some give her some axes or what are they called? War clubs, Cl I believe. They're clubs, I believe. Yeah. OK. Um, yeah. I, now, it's funny, too, because when you because I think for a long time they've had like these voice clips that were leaked of like it's vicious, you know, calling out the moves. And you could hear, oh, Condor Spire. Condor right. Spire. And everyone assumed, well, she's like a grappler. Right. But clearly, as we can see, um, while she does have those moves. Um, I don't think a grappler would be the first thing people would, you know, take note of. It's that she has a command grab, but other than that, it seems to be a very long-ranged striking character. Right. And so would you would you consider T-Hawk to be a long-range striking character? Um, I don't know what to consider T-Hawk. Frankly, ah, I, that's I, a good I, point. I, I'm sorry for all the T-Hawk fan, all what two of you out there. <laughs> um, he's always to me struck as, as I'm a little bit confused as to what he's supposed to do. So even back in ST, you know, he, he didn't really stand out as anything other than like, uh, unless you played the old T Hawk, it was, it was T Hawk. It was Zangief, but with better moves. Right. Right. Um, he didn't really have better, you know, he had better normals and stuff like that, but he was still a grappler character. He was still, he wanted to land the grab. So I wouldn't say he was super different. There's nothing that stood out about him that much. When they brought him back in Alpha, in I won't say Alpha Three because he's basically ported there from ST and barely counts. Okay. But in Street Fighter Four, you know they tried to give him, they gave him the the Condor Spire, uh, which is kind of a new move where he you know kind of leaned forward. So that was unique. But still, I felt like he, what is he? What does he do other than the grab? Because his normals aren't great in Street Fighter Four. Um, you know he he can move around a little bit with the condor spire and it wasn't until ultra where it's like, okay, now we've got something cooking here where he's got the ultra fast condor spire. Right. Now he can use it almost as a movement tool. Right. That's, that's that, what I think of is he's like a mobility grappler. Yes. Also a giant moving hitbox at the whole, at the same time. Right. Uh, he's moving forward constantly with, and 
with big normals and he can move forward as his whole body is a weapon. And you can see here, Lily's got a lot of those same moves. So she's got the Condor Spire. She's got the Tomahawk Buster. Um, so maybe they've, they're thinking of that, like, well, maybe we want a character now that instead of just having the grabs, it's also like, okay, here's all these huge hit boxes she can throw out, which sets right. her out from Geef, who does, who gets like little hits here or there, but really is mostly just about the grab. Now she has a grab, but it is not her defining characteristic. It is in fact her, big normals that's actually yeah, i i think she has to earn the grab a little bit more uh, with the strikes really um I, I i do like notice some similarities as far as the normals go where yes they use the axes but they do kind of mimic t-hawks normals in spirit like um i think her sweep like right here so like in her, in her sweep on the video here two hit two hit just sweep. like just like uh t-hawks and then exactly I think I saw earlier, like when she combos into super or something, she does kind of like the, 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 she swipes both ways, which is also a very T Hawk move. I think that's his crouching T-Hawk's medium punch. Strong, the safe. Right? right. The safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. The umpire um, call. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. So she just that, did it on yeah, the video. Right yeah. The drive safe. Yep. Yeah. She does that, which is a hilarious move for T Hawk. It looks so stupid. But yeah. So I, I think like, but the kicker here is that she seems to be able to cancel off of every single one of those pokes, which is very different than T-Hawk, where he would just poke oh, and yeah. then that would buy him a jump or a spire, right? Stand um, roundhouse. Yeah, <laughs> stand roundhouse, low crouch forward, I think. Kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it didn't do anything. He couldn't cancel into it. So it was like, all right, crouch medium kick, crouch medium kick. Uh, but but with Lily, forward. like we have we have her doing like drive rush cancels off of these things or going into Condor Spires. Um mm-hmm. Or Condor is it? Sp- Spire is the one that moves horizontally, right? And then yes. Condor dive is the one that, that like she kind of jumps and so she can like fake a dive kick almost in a way. Um, and, Presumably, uh, yeah. Right, and then I think the goal is like you you get them to you get them to respect that dive kick, and then you go in with a jump in, and then that, that opens up your command grab. Um, oh yeah, I think of course, that's how empty jump grab. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know though, like. So she she kind of reminds me of Jamie in a way where it's like here's a here's a riff a new riff off of the twins archetype right we're just gonna do T Hawk's archetype but then make it fit in Street Fighter Six while also a making her thought. a waifu <laughs> yeah a little yeah, a little bit more thought put into it you know I always felt like in Street Fighter Six you can definitely tell like um, I just feel like there's a bit more thought because you know with Yun and Yang in Street Fighter Four especially it was like just make them just nuts and let's not <laughs> yeah. about, like, how they fit in so it was like this as you can tell it's a little bit more considered mm-hmm. um i you know you always got to fear the weapons characters in street fighter you know there's always like one either they're gonna be really nuts and you can't hit them ever or maybe they're a little slow i can already see she looks like she's got a two hit long range move kind of like rolento stand fierce which kind of scares me a little bit because mm-hmm. that move is uh you know the bane of people's existence but uh, we also know, thanks to the Sony blog, that she's got some sort of power-up gimmick, right? Uh, with wind stocks. I don't know what they do. We probably won't know until maybe they have like dev matches come out or something like that. But that is interesting. Yeah, I think that my guess is they wanted to like keep the T Hawk move set, but then they also wanted to make it so she could realistically do it in this realistic-looking engine. And so the wind power seems like the right way to like say hey here's how she does a dive even though like t-hawk you never really had to think about it because he was just a walking play the eagle sound we get it yeah so you know there are sometimes i was thinking about this the other day and i'm like are because street fighter 2 was just a bunch of stereotypes what japanese people thought of different races right and um i was i was curious if maybe like superheroes are basically the same thing because this is what that's what she is right she's got the power over the wind she's a superhero and they just Mm -hmm. happen to Maybe superheroes are the new way to work in racial stereotypes. Like Jamie. <laughs> Jamie can do stuff that's superhuman, right? But he's a positive yeah. racial stereotype. Well, I, I think, know. you know, nowadays it's about, you know, everybody understands that, like, you know what? If you're going to lean into the heritage, might as well lean all the way in and, like, learn about the culture and have him look like they actually might represent that in some way mm-hmm. rather than before where it was just, like, if I could look up the most basic encyclopedic version and there's a, you know, picture that someone drew in their head of what this looked like. That is what that character is. We're moving past that. Yep. And I think it's good. And I think Lily, because I think T-Hawk is like a central American or something. Like he's, 
you fight him in Mexico. I don't know, right. but he's, he's obviously yeah, he represents Mexico on the on in yeah. the game, right? He's right, like a native, flag. yeah. So a native Mexican, indigenous Mexican, and I think, you know, I think she definitely has that look about her. Um, yeah. I like her hair. I think the hair texture is really nice. Um, it's a difficult hairstyle that like, because it could very easily look goofy if you didn't get it right. Right. A very specifically knotted hairstyle like that. So I think they did a good job of doing that. The wind effect looks pretty cool. And if I had to guess, my guess is the stocks for the wind seem to power up the Condor Spire and the right. dive and like wind moves, right? You can see at one point she hit confirms into the Condor Spire. Yeah, I think and it's... there's like a little startup where she clearly like gets yeah, right there. She gets going, twirls into it, and then gets it. So it's like maybe the wind getting those stocks up lets her actually hit confirm into those moves instead of having to just use them raw. Oh, I see. Yeah, because T Hawk would poke with the spire originally, and this is more of yes. a combo tool, right? Yeah, like um, he might, I, he might have been able to hit confirm into EX Spire maybe by the end, but even then, I think that was like really moralistically you were getting in with that move. You weren't really like comboing into it. Mm -hmm. So maybe, yeah, maybe they take T Hawk style and they say, let's make it a combo character. And hell, like maybe, you know, if you stock that wind up, you get the reward you get on this off of this Condor Spires, then she stays really close to him on knockdown and you get Oki afterwards. You know, exactly. That yeah. And maybe I don't know how she builds them. Maybe she has to land the um, the Mexican typhoon. Who knows? Like maybe that's oh the yeah. Right? You get the I didn't grab. Even think about get, that. Yeah, maybe the wind stocks are built up by landing the command grab. So you want to land the grab just to mainly get the wind stock makes your neutral better. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's fun to well, think about though. Or it could be like Jamie too, where like she just has to back mm -hmm. off and do like an install move, or like and, could be, could be. Um, maybe she'll channel the wind or something. None of that's. That could be like a hint at what that animation is at the beginning. Um, oh, yeah, know. yeah. Because Manon has a similar stock gauge. But she has to land a special right. to get the metal. I believe it's a metal gauge. Uh, where yeah. she lands any of her grabs. The more I think about it, it's probably that. Like for a grappler, like you probably want to re reward momentum more so than making them run away to build stocks. Ja yeah, the exactly. Jamie archetype works pretty well for that because it makes him chase him down, but he's a wreck character and a dive kick character. So he wants to be close anyway. But the idea of a grappler saying, no, you have to come to me. Otherwise I'm going to get like that. That kind of nullifies the weaknesses of the grappler in a lot of ways. It does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and with Jamie, at least it's like they made a lot of smart things where like he can go into the wreck and choose to end in one that gives him a drink or he can end in the, like, I think one of his enders, it gives him enough breathing room. I think the palm, Gives yeah. him enough breathing room to do a drink and like pretty much is not going to get hit for it. Right. So right. he definitely like uh, he could do it, but also they've kind of built it into his specials. And so I'm curious as to what and maybe I should read that blog again. Maybe they say what move gives her a stock and she's clearly got T-Hawk's eagle here. Uh, oh, yeah. Far bigger yeah. than her, uh, which I think is cool because <laughs> T-Hawk is a giant man. You know uh, what? That That's the other thing is when I saw this happen and she had that the giant eagle land on her arm i was like oh she's a monster hunter character and like a weird like <laughs> reverse culture thing because a lot of the monster hunter armor was inspired by you know like different cultures and like a lot there's like a lot of laces and leathers and some of the mon uh, some of the monster hunter armor and so to see that and as well as her wielding a giant weapon that's too big for her i'm like yeah this is a monster hunter character. it's done of the re engine too so yeah like, <laughs> it even looks like it. that's a monster hunter like that's a monster bone converted into a weapon yeah I can see <laughs> yeah that. yeah exactly I can definitely see that. i hadn't oh, thought man. of that but yeah uh, her animations are really good um the wind the the mexican typhoon looks really good the spinning effect the fact that she does the t-hawk sit on them for yeah. the ultra one but she like bumbles into it i think that's pretty fun this is the this is like the epitome of like this 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 oh shoot i was trying to get it this shot here describes the character in a nutshell which is yep we wanted to cut away from the offensive racial stereotype because he totally sits on him and goes how all right oh. but we but we wanted to waifu it <laughs> so they did this instead and now she's a klutz and now yeah, she's for the kids, you know yeah, yeah it's for the kids yeah and also this this shot in particular i i at first wasn't sure about what her outfit was and i thought this was the japanese being the japanese again <laughs> yeah, she has like, very very short shorts on under a large poncho right yeah right so it's it's like upskirts that are okay i guess <laughs> yeah they're, they're passable yeah yeah Okay. She definitely comes across more as like cute 
and I think they're you know they're pretty they're pretty good. we'll get to the next character when we talk about that kind of stuff but I yeah. think this is definitely a little bit more tasteful and just fun yeah um, just kind of a kid like character which like I said you know you don't find it in Street Fighter that often it's usually like I said Sakura and like maybe Akira but they're pretty I wouldn't say serious but like you know they're like trained fighters and they do some cutesy stuff but for the most part are pretty straight laced you know who she reminds me of character wise then Elena Elena's a good like example a little of bit that. yeah who's a yeah, like playful right yeah but Elena not is... as good as Elena <laughs> yeah right I, I don't want that but you know yeah <laughs> but, please yeah. no healing move like let's let's put a let's put a referendum on the uh the healing moves until we can figure out what's going on there if they so yeah if they if they had to bring T-Hawk back and they had to have that style represented I I do think this is the most elegant way to have, to have done it and I'm uh very impressed with this character overall as I am with generally the new characters, I think they definitely are. They they st- they stand out. You know, yeah. there's something about it that's like, whoa, that's kind of cool. I felt like sometimes the new ca- like especially in Street Fighter Four, I felt like C Viper was cool, right? Like she stood out. There's something about her that kind of like whoa, like her hairstyle, sure. the suit, the glasses. Then you've got like Rufus, who's just a fat fuck. Like yeah. that's really it. I mean, he doesn't got much else. Abel again, he he doesn't really stand out all that much. He, um, he's like he's, he's like a he's like he's like watching wallpaper <laughs> as far as his his design goes. It's like the yeah, wall, he's, it's just it's he's just a big there. guy like, with the gi yeah. and he's and he's got really the boring. George St. Pierre look. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. And El Forte again, the most diminutive of all stereotypes. Yeah, that guy's not coming back. Well, I don't yeah. know. They had the chef thing to lean on. They could just dress true, him up like a true. chef and be like, he was never stereotypical, guys. Yeah. <laughs> or just make it just a better lucha costume too. Like it's just a, it's just a silly looking. He, like he looks like Nacho Libre, <laughs> you know, which is just like that's boring. Like his his alternate costumes were way better, um, and at least his gameplay was kind of unique. But like like I said, and um, Jury and Hakan were far far better characters that came back later. You know, in Super. And I think that is closer to what we're getting here. Um, Street Fighter Five also had a lot of really cool first-time characters. Um, but I think it is worth noting that like a lot of the really poorly received newcomers were goofball characters. Like even in Five, like Abigail was was uh, uh, near universally uh, universally panned as far as opinions go out of the gates because he he was he looked dumb and like the and everyone I mean, said he looks like the game. The game was dumb too. To be um, clear, he is dumb. I'm yeah. not gonna. You won't give me like that. That is all stupid. Like I hate. That. <laughs> yeah. And also, Versus... like he's he he, and especially original Abigail was not fun to fight against either. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was that didn't and that didn't help. <laughs> a lot of people didn't really like Birdie's redesign because they tried to make him into a goofball character rather than a threatening badass character. Right. Yeah. Um. um he. Yeah. Birdie. I don't know. I don't think he's that cool to begin with. Like. <laughs> you can only That's do fair. so much with him. Like I don't think there's much thought been into him. Um, the only cool thing about him is the weird hole in his hair and his sideburns. I think that's like about all you got. But um, then if we if we look at the Nicole Street Fighter, just sucks. oh yeah, Nikali, yeah. <laughs> well, even He'll then, Nikali was back. supposed to be an edgy character, not even a goofball it's character, true. right? Nikali, um, we hardly knew you. Uh, but I I I think about the newcomers in six too, and I'm like, they don't. There's not really a newcomer goofball character. They may be like kind of straying away from that because they're all like young kids and they're like badass or cool looking, you know. You could argue um, Luke kind of like he's cringe, but like that's kind of yeah. like how he is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But he's not he's not cringe in like a failed edgelord way or a no, failed goofball way. Yeah. yeah, he's just like this is an annoying kid. <laughs> yeah, right. Which the is scrappy I think the do, if you will. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, Jamie's like obnoxious, but like in a fun way. Like he's not like edgy. He's just kind of like cool, uh, skillful, cool. And, and confident. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so she's a klutz, like a uh, rather uh, Lily's a klutz. And then I I can't think of any of the other new characters off the top of my head, really. Like yeah, Marie, um, Marie, uh, Maritza, the the concept. She's, she's is played silly, straight. I think she's played yeah. serious. It looks dumb, but like very clearly, like it, they take it seriously. I mean, all it's the same thing, you know. Obviously, over the top. Yeah. Uh, but you know, is is fairly serious off the block, which I think leans more into like the Street Fighter three ish design, where their characters maybe been a little silly, but they all had a unique angle that they took. That even if they like, let's say like Remy wasn't a good character, but 
he was at least a little bit different and they try to do something cool with it. Yep. Uh, the less said about 12, the better. Uh, Necro, I, I would classify as the a goofball character, right? And also not very well received, if if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do people talk about him? No, not really. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that to me makes it not very well received overall if they're, they're I think you're not right, memorable yeah. enough to come back, right? Yeah, um, pretty much. He's one of the only Street Fighter Three characters that has not come back at this point. So I think maybe again, I I keep I keep harping on it, but maybe they they realize that the goofball angle is not good for it's only good for like the returning characters like Geef and Blanca and Honda, which even then I'm not sold on Blanca and Honda. <laughs> and then in 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 exchange, go waifu. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I, it's always it's a solid pivot. It's <laughs> it's always gonna get numbers. It's gonna get people talking. Uh, people are gonna play her just because she's a, little, a cute little girl. Like, of course, yeah. I mean, yep. it's it makes sense. Um, I'm just, you know, as, as always, you want it to be animated well and look cool. And I think when there was a problem with some characters, like Nikali, just nothing about him inspires. Like, wow, oh, he's got yeah. a really cool animation. Nothing like that. Laura is the same way. Laura has no cool animations. Terrible outfit. Like, <laughs> nothing about her is very cool. Sorry, Laura. Well, speaking of cool, do you want to move to this next character here? Holy Toledo. Yeah. Um, I will say that when I first watched this trailer and I went, you know, Zangief, Lily, Cammy, uh, I, I was most impressed by Zangief. But then on rewatch, Cammy uh, looks awesome. <laughs> in yeah, my opinion. I, I, now I, I would say I was the opposite. I, I much like most of the Internet at the moment was like, wow, that's Cammy of all characters. Because, you know, I did my, when I was on the show last time, I did my rant about Cammy. Horribly boring. Yes. Super cool background and lore, but like, what a boring character. Not only in her look, but in her moves and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, what if, what if I told you we were going to dedicate an entire trailer just so the buildup is that, hey, look, she's finally cool for once. And I'm like, she's finally all right, cool. I'm, I'm listening. You're like, I'll, you know, I also, one thing I love about Cammy, this is kind of a, a, a more nerdy lore point, is that they make it clear in her bio and stuff that like, um she's very competent but she's very moody yeah uh, that's know, an interesting a, one a bitterish kind of person which i always felt was the vibe you got from her in her personality in her looks and stuff but in the whenever in the game she's just kind of a she's like a big part of the street fighter 5 story but she's like woefully generic nothing about her like what is no, her it's, character anything think, like that like, like the storyline she wants bad. to save her sisters right and it's, right. it's it's a noble goal and it's a heroic thing but like it's not really enough to build up character personality on. Um, it's it's really like a really like easy angle is to to play the haunted by your past and moody style, and it seems like that's what they've chosen. Um, yes, which I think works, you know, and it, it sets her apart from you know Chun Li, who is a bit more like relaxed, clearly yeah. like maybe like retired, and now it looks to be a teacher. Whereas Cammy now is still who's still very young, is still doing missions and stuff, which I think is cool. And then obviously they went all out on the animations here. I mean, she probably is the most impressively looked of all of them. Yeah. Like to, the, the, they're going so far as to have like close-ups of her face like this. Like, look at, look at how like, well, yeah, the intro of Cammy, like that is, yeah. that's a trailer shot. That's a shot they knew they were doing. And they were like, yep, that's going in the trailer. hundred percent. I got a little battle angel Alita vibes with this too she's got like with her big little, eyes yeah yeah and the duck face look and duck lips yeah <laughs> they've definitely her face is more angular now so it looks a little more serious too like mm -hmm. she normally has like a very wide face because um well it, this is another thing street fighter's kind of bad at cammy canonically um extremely young character in street fighter 2 she's 19 years old um and i they really haven't settled on what she her age is but i assume it's very early 20s or at best by this time because we don't know how long this game is aged but like mid 20s at best so she they got to make her look more like a grown woman now and it's like okay they kind of have you know her face is more serious right she's wearing clothes just clothes you know something pants there's, there's a couple little shots of her where i'm like she kind of reminds me of like scarlett johansson in a weird black way widow. like that super yeah. like the black widow super spy kind of style and then like even her face like looks kind of modeled like I think that's the big thing is that in five, I remember there was a lot of controversy around Cammy's face because it didn't look like fours. And what She's that really meant is that she, she had yeah. the duck lips and she had narrow eyes and she looked less like an anime character. And in my opinion, more like a Caucasian woman <laughs> or like a British woman. And I feel well, like, had, well, say that again. 
Well, she is, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, I'm like, I think they kept that. And now they, she actually looks like someone like Scarlett Johansson to me, who is very much a Caucasian woman and not an Asian woman. <laughs> no, yeah. And also, you could, they really went all out on, like, she's super toned, like, her abs and stuff. Like, yeah. Which, again, is like, it feels weird to point that out. But that is something that defines about her is that she's very, obviously, she does this stretching bit here, which they did that on purpose. Like, yep. Yep. They're going the whole point of this series. character is that she's very limber and, long legs and stuff like that so it's like okay that's you know you got to do what you got to do i respect it and the other side of this character is that she likes cats and like yes like that's you know we're all like okay that's cool they that's something they put on a trading card or whatever but like <laughs> it is yes it's it's kind of amazing that they decided to be like we're gonna give her like cat stretches for her idol poses and whatnot I'm not sure if that's actually what they're trying to do, but like yeah, I know I in the PlayStation blog, they talked a lot about cats. <laughs> yeah, I, has, I hadn't thought of that, but that's true. That is kind of a, and you know, it's the, we'll get into this a little bit more, but like her gameplay style now is that she can charge up her hooligan combination. Right. And when she's down crouching, she always has like a sort of a cat-like weird crouch. And yeah. It's almost like she's pouncing. I, I think like a cat would. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they they married the super spy Black Widow style, which you know she she that's what she is. She's an assassin, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's her, that's her backstory, and so like they were like, all right, let's just lead into that, marry that with the cats, and then um, give her a, a much cooler look that's not a leotard. <laughs> yeah, not and and two and don't don't be fooled. Like that is in the game. We unfortunately saw a leak maybe mm -hmm. four months ago that she does have that nostalgia costume. So for all you pervos out there yep don't don't you worry they thought about you yep it doesn't have Big to tail, be different if you don't want it to be it doesn't <laughs> right you can live in whatever nostalgia pit you'd like to although i will say i do think the while extremely no person would ever wear a jacket like that the long tassels so as to remind people of her pigtails of her pigtails yeah choice. yeah yep she's got like 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 okay this shot right here where it's like if this Scarlett hair was red, that's Scarlett Johansson. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But and she shortened up one of her gloves too because she has these giant gauntlets that she's yeah she still got the gauntlets yeah all the dolls wear but she shortened up one of them she she looks like she's cut off like maybe the top half oh I didn't even notice that okay so she's yeah. working Michael Jackson there which is also mm -hmm. really good for accentuating the differences in the 3D models so maybe on the P1 side you'll see more of it and on the P2 side you'll see less of it yeah you see it right there I, I think you're exactly right that is probably why they did it I also noticed that her neutral pose is back to her classic uh, Street Fighter 2 ah. uh, which is actually a looks like a fighting stance and not like her weird goofy like both arms out and then both arms crossed yeah, kind of like... shuffling in place <laughs> yeah, not busy. a very good like you don't look like a fighter right like that's the kind of thing we used to make fun of mortal Kombat for right like they have this weird goofy stance right. whereas and you don't see it too much here but you can see in some of the screenshots that she has like her, her fist is up to her mouth she's got and she's kind of bouncing back and forth, which is if you go back and look at st that is her fighting stance so i think that's cool um and then i guess we can finally talk about her gameplay because sure. she doesn't look like she's changed that much you know obviously she's still no. Uses the same like yeah. but um as we know from that blog she can now charge up the hard kick version or the yep. straw the fierce versions of her hooligan her spiral arrow and her cannon spike right and, and we see it in the trailer when she does the target combo into the heavy cannon spike charge up which lets her switch sides what that made me think of is what i think that's luke um it feels like they tried to make they tried to add, add a little bit more complexity to the character's execution. And then they just decided to make her Luke and say, I bet there's a perfect version. I bet there is in the same way that like Luke has perfect knuckles and stuff like that. You could probably like hold and release a spiral arrow and get that, that precise, uh, get those benefits like the knockdowns or, or the Oki afterwards or side switch, you know, it's possible. My, if I had to guess, my guess is maybe like the, the whole, the held spiral arrow, like, it lets her get like a cannon spike afterwards. Like it's a, mm -hmm. a better, a better combo move. Cause clearly they're taking inspiration from her feature one mm -hmm. for, especially her OD versions of her moves here. Like the multiple hits, yep, the switching sides that's from that. And then she just has her V trigger two um, kicks. It seems like out of her hooligan now. Yeah. It's like an ax kick. It looks almost like Seth's uh, yes. uh, annihilation sword in street fighter five or 
Um, yeah, and those uh, it was not a very good V trigger, but those were, if I remember right, in overhead. They did hit overhead, yeah. Which makes sense because if they're from Hooligan, you know, obviously she wants to land that throw. Right. Uh, but previously, the only problem with it was there was no reason to get people to stand up, other than I guess to block the dive kick. But the dive kick doesn't hit overhead; it just you know it just hits normally. So there's right. no real reason for you to stand up, which is why Hooligan was never a very effective move. But they even mentioned too in that Sony blog that she has more moves from her Hooligan combination than she's willing to talk about at a later date. So it seems like they want to base her around that move. That axe which, kick? Yeah. Or the hooligan in general. Oh, hooligan. Yeah, which, okay. Which I would say, again, is a big step up for her as a character because she has all, her moves have always been sort of shitty. Like, it, even in ST, it was like, okay, Spiral Arrow is clearly, that's just a combo ender. Mm-hmm. You can poke with it, kind of, but it's very unsafe. Then you've got her uppercut, you know, pretty basic. The hooligan is good to an extent, but she's out there for a really long time and she can't do anything out of it as she's rolling towards you. So it's like you can hit her out of it pretty easily. And the motion is hard to do. And then she had the spin knuckle, which in ST, if you remember, is a back, is a, it's a back, down, back, forward, not a half circle motion. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. doesn't do anything. It's not a great move. She still has it here, clearly. But she's able to co- to combo into it, which I thought was interesting. Usually she cannot. Right. Yeah. I in uh, four and five, they kind of turned it into an anti-fireball tool, um, but it was guessing and not actually uh, reactionable. Also, here's my cat. Hi, Luna. Oh, hi, Luna. <laughs> my cat just walked on screen. Um, <laughs> hey, actually, we're talking about Cami, so it works. Yeah, it's perfect. She heard. It. She she felt it. She felt yep. the vibes. There she is again. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Like so, it was her V skill, and that was an anti-fireball tool. But just like how street fighter six anti-fireball tools work it's kind of like a reader a guess you know um so maybe it'll have those same properties but to make it comboable too is an interesting one yeah um, that would mean it's a lot faster which is yeah. a good sign because the problem with it is it's super slow right um and it was always slow and it never really uh you know it doesn't lead to much but clearly here it doesn't knock down uh which it did in uh well every game before five so it, it there's definitely something different about it i'm interested to learn more but it's nice for once for Cammy to have at least like, okay, here's a here's a move that she's always going to do. She's based around it. And so you're going to be using it a lot. So clearly the hooligan looks faster. She can do the dive kick out of it really fast, mm-hmm. um, which is going to make it a much stronger, useful tool in neutral. Um, and then she's got target combos from her stand fierce, it looks like, which puts her airborne so she can do a dive kick after and get a decent combo from it. Yeah, she yeah, she's got her old stand medium punch back from Street Fighter four. And she looks like she can combo into a low kick after it. Uh, I don't know if that was a counter hit or not. It's hard to tell from the trailer, but it looks like she hits medium punch, a low kick. And her low kick looks like reused instead of the usual like she kind of hits high low kick into a spiral arrow. That's pretty good for her. I mean, those, those kind of low kicks are always really good. The uh, yeah. long reaching shin kick. I used to usually call it. Can't go wrong with that move. I the target combo there is interesting. Like like as you said, you, she can go target combo into a jump canceled dive kick, which uh, I think that's really interesting. So that that confirms as well that she still has the cannon strike, the dive kick. Yes, the dive kick is still there. Yes, specifically that she doesn't need a hooligan to do it, uh, which I think is a big deal. That's going to turn into okay. So, I mean, she's going to jump at me and do dive kicks over and over again, and all of us yeah. are going to be so which happy about she, that. Exactly. She's- <laughs> Been the the story of her career of her life ever since four, where she was everyone's favorite, and then in five, where she continued to be everybody's favorite. I assume now will be the same thing. Uh, the last thing I can really note is, of course, I mean everybody called it out as soon as they saw, which which to me warms my heart because it means that they have the same nostalgia I do. Uh, her level two super, which is just very clearly a Street Fighter animated movie throwback, where she just crunches your back. Uh, by flipping over you while snapping your neck at the same time. A horribly brutal move uh, that is back from the Street Fighter 2 animated film that she does right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, one of the first things a friend of mine told me because I, I had seen the Street Fighter 2 movie a long time ago, but uh, I, I, I like the storyline is that that's actually the opening scene is that she goes and yes. assassinates someone. And it's the only thing she does. Yeah. Yeah, and she's mind controlled, and everyone's like, "Who's mind controlling you?" And guess who it is, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a fun. It, they they they're clearly paying attention to the details of the of the series and respecting the lore of the character. Which um, 
I don't know. It's it's weird now where it's it's the the people that are making these games are the are the ones who were fans of the original the one. Fans, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is and that's when they start caring about that stuff. It's like, well, you remember this thing? And the, my guess is people who are like just you know normal game designers are like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I don't. And they're like, oh, but that was so cool in that movie when she did that thing. It's just these little things that help add character to, um, you know, these these older characters have been around for a long time, but maybe haven't really stood out. I mean, we talked about when I was on the show last time, we talked about DJ, right? who again, has really been fleshed out, especially in his gameplay, to have a lot more character, to have something to him that really makes it stand out. And I just think that's a, so far one of the biggest wins of Street Fighter VI is. Uh, putting a putting a nice shine on what's been old, whereas I think Street Fighter Five did not succeed in that aspect. Agree, I can I can get behind that. As far as like the polish goes, they they've got all the they clearly know what 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 sells. <laughs> um, <laughs> it happened like, to it happened to pause on that uh, that yoga stretch again. Very yep, convenient. Yep. And the other thing is like as far as what seems attractive, like for fighting game players when we see a powerful move that's usually what is the most like gets us the most hype right and every attack in street fighter 6 and specifically like with cami as well she she proves this point every attack looks purposeful and it looks like it has weight behind it and it looks strong from a gameplay perspective as well cuz we're like you know we already were annoyed with her because she has the dive kick and then they gave her another dive kick and we were like <laughs> holy shit you know like that that looks broken but in reality the game has a parry so the 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 attacks can be as broken and busted as possible because there's a universal mechanic they can keep them in check so right and like, we also know that the hooligan has a throw part of it so that is you know when you parry it right obviously they thought about that you're gonna you're gonna be able to throw them and maybe she gets something off a counter hit hooligan throw who knows so I, they can get away with making everything powerful because there's the the system mechanics are strong enough to withstand that stuff. And then the, as the player that's actually doing the powerful stuff, it's awesome. And then they made the defensive mechanics good enough to reward the people that are going to put in the work to parry that uh, that stuff. That's I, a fantastic I, point. Uh, I think the, we mentioned that I mentioned this on the podcast again. Um, Street Fighter Five's issue I thought was the V system. They were really cautious with it. Mm -hmm. And they were a little too cautious, I think, with the V skills, where a lot of them were special moves, but bad. Because obviously you don't want to abuse them, because otherwise you'd be able to build V skill really quickly, or V trigger really quickly. But it comes at the expense of a lot of them just kind of not really standing out all that much. They were either combo fodder or maybe like a barely used power-up, like I'm thinking like Armika here. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just contributed to that feeling a lot of times of like, well, we know these moves, but they before they were good, and now they're, they're not so good. Right. And, and it doesn't they feel great. Yeah. They did. They made things not so good in in for the sake of game balance, and so the yes. people that were really like fixated on perfect balance, you know, um, liked that stuff. Like myself, I, I liked that stuff. But what it created was a sterilized environment. I think that's what that's. I think of when I think of Street Fighter Five, I think of it as sterile, where the gameplay is stripped down so much. Everything is so fair. In reality, we knew in season one and two it wasn't fair. They just didn't know fair. what they were doing. Right? Um, right. They failed in that mission. But by sterilizing it, like you, you lose kind of the 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 fun of the mess of all the all the all the graffiti flying everywhere, the sumie ink flying everywhere, or the like people just doing fun moves at each other. Like having that scramble is actually kind of important, and it adds all the, that character that was missing from five. I totally um, agree with you there. Um, I think uh, the other thing too was I think that you know with special moves being like oh, well, you can't, you know, you can't really use them as neutral moves. They're all super negative now. Mm -hmm. That plus like the priority system, meaning like you couldn't just throw out moves that were, you know, weaker than a fierce punch because everybody got a fierce crush counter. Yep. Um, it contributed to that sterilized feeling where I think people played a little skittish, maybe a little safer than they probably should have. Whereas right. there, and then there were some characters, but you could go wild at a certain point. And it didn't feel very fair sometimes to play. Like when you're playing against like a Urian, and you know that every time you hit him, you're contributing to him uh, making your life a miserable living hell right. very quickly. Uh, or Luke, the same thing. Luke, you hit him as much as you want. You know he's going to get the greatest fireball in the game in just a little bit. And this sucks, man. Like, <laughs> that really hurts to, like, yeah. all this stuff I'm doing, and it's not going to – the whole momentum's going to swing, like, immediately as soon as this happens. Whereas in Street Fighter VI, we'll talk about it maybe in another episode, but, like, Street Fighter VI is almost designed to prevent the same – uh, you could blow all your meter at the start, or if you block too much and you're a little too conservative, you're going to lose a lot of it. You're not going to be able to do a huge gut bursting combo 
Yep. You got to be careful. You know, you got to look at all that stuff and that's that OD meter actually matters. I think, I think what's, what's happened here is they've said, we want to just give you the powerful shit out of the gates. We know people want to do the powerful shit and we'll do our best to play around that. Um, and these characters look powerful, um, not just like from a balance perspective, but from a weight perspective, from a um, an impact perspective. Like I, I am very impressed with all three of these characters. I think they're, yeah, they're the, good. The final bone edition. crunching, the sound effects really uh, doing a lot of work here. There's a lot more crunching. There's a lot of like the classic like Street Fighter Two heavy fierce sound like that everybody kind of will know if they hear it. Right. That sound is kind of back. And even you'll look at like, if you go to YouTube now, someone's got like a compilation of like every character doing drive rush combos and like everybody can do like half life with their, their critical art. Yeah. Um, it, it really isn't like, Oh, some characters can take advantage of like red focus or focus attack cancel and other characters can't. Those are actually pretty universal and the combo stuff. Everybody likes to do mm-hmm. the neutral applications, completely different depending on the character. And that's what we like to see. Very cool. Well, uh, Tanner, thanks for uh, for being with me while we go through, go and react through all these different characters. I, I guess maybe when when they announce DLC, we'll do this again. Uh, we could see what those Definitely characters could. are like. I think it's uh, uh, well, actually, should I spoil it? Yeah, screw it. Uh, I think the characters that leaked and actually no, those they haven't been officially acknowledged by Capcom yet. So maybe we no. we hold off on that just to not spoil. And also, it could change. They've got plenty of time to have could. changed that up. You know, good. So. Okay, cool. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up here. Um, and uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can find us at twitch.tv slash spiral series, youtube.com slash spiral series, and Absolute Guard uh, on uh, Spotify under Absolute Guard. This is an absolute extra, and uh, we'll be back with more of those. Their usual episodes will air on Tuesdays. All right. Take care, guys. Good talking with you. See ya.